Double the L's and double the T's. Hallet for all your insurance needs. Yeah. You're back. Is that how you're starting the episode? That's how I'm starting the episode. Yikes. You singing the Hallett insurance song. 904-315-5812. Somehow Fletcher still sponsors us. Sorry about this. Sorry about everything, Fletch. (laughs) What are you sorry about? Have we not been on the air since September? No, I've done podcasts. I must have unsubscribed you and you don't listen. But I have done podcasts since September. Oh, I don't listen. (laughs) Because I get everything as it happens in real time. Right. You have no reason to listen because you live with me. Correct. I listen. I am subscribed (laughs) 24-7. Okay. That's fair enough. So. What's new, Emily? What's new? Well, I'm just going to, I'm just going to drop this in one, two, three days from this moment. We will be six rows away from Dr. Taylor Allison Swift. 72 business hours from when this is being recorded. And I hope it doesn't rain. It's going to rain. Oh. Taylor, do, do we have some ponchos we can put in our pockets? Taylor does rain shows and they're the best. Not if there's lightning though. If there's lightning, she ain't singing. Period. Just, it's not going to happen. All right. There maybe no they'll Taylor just show. delay it. Yeah. Until it's over. We'll see. We may just live in that stadium till it stops raining. We're both pretty excited about this. We are super excited about it. Uh, a very nice person in my life gifted us floor seats. <laughs> and it's a once in a lifetime thing. So I'm pretty excited. And we've been discussing this. It's super awkward right now because Taylor just broke up with Joe Alwyn. Alwyn? Yeah, whatever. He, it's irrelevant. <laughs> she did. He's Mr. Perfectly Fine in my opinion. Um and so it's going to be awkward because I have asked the question of you, like, what if Taylor hits on me? Like, what's the, what's the proper protocol there? Like we are happily married, but if we were until you started this conversation, I'm just kidding. If if Taylor Swift hits on me, like you have a hall pass to marry her. (laughs) Dang. You'd be so done with me that you'd... First of all, she doesn't want to get married. She doesn't believe in that 1950s stuff. Oh, okay. Well, it's just a concern that I have going into the... I mean, I may try to ugly up a little bit before we go to the concert. <laughs> yeah. So that I don't... I, I, I think... Steel Ryan Gosling her up too much. I think you should take her out to dinner and discuss conservation funding in Florida because she could single-handedly... Solve a lot of my problems. Solve a lot of the state's problems. Yeah, she could. She could. Um... I feel like the last time you were on the podcast, we talked about Taylor Swift. Really? Yeah. I feel like that was the last time you were here was we did It's Me. Hi, I'm the problem. Oh, that's on brand. Was that right after Midnight's came it out? It was. It was the week Midnight's came out. So it was in early October. Yeah. Um, you've had another development in your life that is more outdoorsy, conservation-y um, connected. Oh, yes. I got a camper. <laughs> Let, let's say that very clearly. Emily I got a camper. got a camper that is mine. Yes. Yes. That's true. It's a nice little camper. It's like 28 feet and it's got a slide out on one side and we took it for us a test spin. A test spin. And I had to learn. This was so fun. Like, okay, when you're a kid, you're like, you fall into one of two camps. You either enjoy building the fort or you enjoy playing in the fort. Which kid were you? I enjoy the building of the fort. I enjoyed playing in the fort. Okay. Well, that makes perfect sense. So when I got the camper, it's essentially like I got to learn 
how to build a fort that I'd never built before that has plumbing and electricity and gas. Okay. So um, I spent so much time like watching YouTube tutorials and ordering stuff that we needed to make the camper work um, and learning all about it. And it was the most fun I've ever had. And we had a flawless first run. We did. Well, one flaw was I didn't have the voltage right. So they put us in a campsite and we had to use the other campsite next to us as like plug-in because we didn't have an adapter, but that was okay. It worked fine. Um, the other f- f- thing that, what did you call it? Flaw. Flaw was um, I didn't think that I had to test out how the heat works because it's Florida, but w- the nights that we stayed in it, it dropped to like 40 degrees outside and we were freezing to death in that thing. It was like being in a refrigerator. It was the coldest I've ever been in my life. (laughs) And we're so dumb. And I'm like, I don't know how to work the heat. And I was scared to figure it out because it's all gas. It's like propane heat. I think, I don't even know. I need someone to come over and teach me about my camper heat. I'm going to call my friend Mike and he's going to come tell me about it. But anyways, that's the camper update. There you go. And we have a trip planned in May to go with some of our friends and camp where there's not like, oh no, I think there is water. There's just not sewage. So we'll get to test out the, um, the black tank durability. Are you, are you so tired of this conversation? I could talk about campers all night. I love this conversation. I think it's completely great. I think everyone's going to be so excited that you're back and here to talk about your camper. And, um, I'm really pleased for you. Because you are, you're very excited about the camper. You did a really good job. I want to give you kudos for going and solving all the stuff that we had to do. Yeah. To make the camper usable. Um, because we did. We were able to use the restroom facilities and there was no issue there. And <laughs> that was like my major concern. And the air conditioner worked, which was my other major concern. And the hot water heater worked. And the hot water heater worked, which was also my concern. Although I don't fit in the shower. Uh. <laughs> You don't fit in most showers anyway, though. Yeah. I'm You're a, a giant. A gigantic human being. But super pumped for you and your new camping way of Thank life. Thank you. And I'll be renting it to you for duck season. You will. She'll be renting it. <laughs> Very key element there, if you've ever dealt with Emily on anything, is the financial <laughs> side of this. Uh, she will be renting it to me for duck season for me to use. Yeah. So that's exciting for me and Harry. No such thing as a free lunch. Yeah. We'll be rooming together in the... Have we named the camper? I don't think we've named her. Okay. Well, you're going to have to work on that. Okay. Sorry. Didn't mean to put you on the spot. Maybe I'll name her Elsa. Yeah. You're not good at naming stuff like that. I'm not. I'm terrible at naming stuff. so bad at naming stuff. Emily had a car one time that was named Kathy. Kathy the Cavalier. Yeah. That's what she named her was Kathy. Well, she was a a basic bitch. Like she didn't even have. Sorry if you have kids in the car because I'm not editing that out. (laughs) She didn't have like any electronics at all her she had crank windows didn't she yep yeah also i have had three cars in my life i had a 1989 pontiac grand am that was totally tricked out for how old it was and i had that when i was 16 and that was like in the 2000s okay then i got too big for my britches and decided i wanted a newer car so i bought kathy which had none of the bells and whistles that my 1989 Pontiac Grand Am had Kathy the Chevy Cavalier was a 2003. Okay. Um, then when I became an adult, I got the car I'm currently driving, Pearl. which is Pearl, the Toyota Venza, the yep. mom station wagon, the grocery getter. 
at different points in your life, in your life, you've called it a crossover, and now it's a station wagon. It's a station wagon. It's got a big old rear. She's thick. Oh my gosh. But I think my next car is going to be something cool for like, me. Like what? Uh, I want a Jeep because I like the vibe of Jeep women, but I don't actually want a Jeep because they are a nightmare to own. Right. So T- TBD. TBD as long as it's a Jeep. Is that, is that what you're saying? <laughs> it's got to have a Jeep vibe. What has a Jeep vibe that's not a Jeep? I don't know. I'm not a car person. I got to go figure that out. I don't think there's something. We talked about the Bronco for a while. We did. Um, but the Bronco costs more than a house. Does it? Not the base model. You can't get the base model. I know. That's the whole problem. Then you'd be buying Kathy in Jeep form. <laughs> right. We don't go backwards. We only go forwards. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, um, what's new with you? So many things, Pedro. So many things. Um, last time I did this, I think I was, I don't know where I was going. Maybe I was on my way to Tallahassee or somewhere for right to hunt and fish. You go a lot of places all the time. All the time. That's part of my, my recording problem is being home as much. So, um, anyway, did, did we got the right to hunt and fish cooking in Florida? That's going to. It's looking promising that it will pass the House and Senate at this point, at the time of this recording. It's really exciting. So right to hunt and fish is a constitutional amendment for the state that guarantees the right to hunt and fish. Yeah. So it would, if it passes the House and Senate, it allows it to go on the ballot in 2024. So then the hard work will begin, you know, after it passes the House and Senate, because then we got to make everyone aware that they've got to show up to vote in 2024 Mm -hmm. and vote, you know, in favor of Florida having a right to hunt and fish. Which is important because hunters and fishermen, between licenses and other taxes on their equipment, what do they make about twenty percent of conservation funding in the state? Well, okay, that's a great that's a great question. Um, historically, they supplied about twenty percent of the land in the wildlife corridor was acquired with sportsman's dollars, mm-hmm. and everyone wants to talk about the wildlife corridor lately. Like that's that's all the buzz in conservation. Twenty percent of that was acquired with sportsman's dollars historically. Okay, so. Then we're also, hunters and fishermen are responsible for about 15% of FWC's budget. So the conservation agency in the state. Yeah. It's way lower than many states, but still not nothing. And it's another reason it's so important to get the right passed. Because as that, as that percentage decreases, the reasons you have hunting and fishing are to control or manage wildlife. You don't have to do that so much anymore because you can control wildlife with sharpshooters or, or poison or whatever. I'm not advocating for those things. I'm just saying you could. Two is it's a revenue generator for the state, mm-hmm. and we are now a lower revenue generator. So three, you better have a right constitutional right to hunt and fish. So if we don't have that, you're setting yourself up long term for some problems. So yeah, it would just phase out over time. Just phase out over time. Yeah. So if you care about that, that being, you know, a central component of our way of life, and most people listening to this, I think would, it's really important that we get that passed. So been working on that. Um, been working on a local thing lately with the Polk County Commission, which is just a absolute. I think that's the maddest I've ever been walking to a podium was at the Polk County Commission last week. So, yeah. Can you just kind of I mean, people have lived their life since we had the last round of voting on this referendum. But you were on a committee to get this referendum passed, which was. So the referendum was a point two mil property tax, mm-hmm. which on a $150,000 house was about $35. Mm-hmm. 
And so you pay that $35 every year and it had to be earmarked to only be used to acquire environmentally sensitive or working lands to keep in conservation. Okay. So you could buy an, you could do an easement or you could buy a land outright, buy land outright. And as part of that, I had a couple of sticking points. One was in the language of the ordinance, it had to say, um, lands will be reviewed for outdoor recreation. And I made them add the line, including but not limited to hunting, fishing, hiking, horseback riding, et cetera, et cetera. I don't remember what all they it. listed, yeah. but I said, I won't support it if the word hunting is not specifically called out in that language. Mm-hmm. And it was. The other thing that we kind of hung up on and made them do was in, they have to create what's called a class act committee, conservation lands, acquisition, something committee, Classic. In the classic committee, it says it shall be appointed and should consist of, and it's got these criteria, two ag people, two water resource managers, two enviros, one from a sportsman's group mm-hmm. and one from an outdoor recreation group. And what does this little group do? This is the group that will review the lands that are selected for acquisition by the county. Gotcha. So they're going to have input as basically the stakeholder representatives into what this land looks like. Mm -hmm. The county commission last week appointed the class act board and chose to ignore should consist of. Because it's should and not must. And I was trying to think like what's another scenario in your life when should is to ignore should is the right choice. Like, I'm not sure. Like I think I thought about this as a parent today. Like as I was taking will to school and by the way, Will's in college now and working, he's got a job. So two minute will has fallen by the wayside. Like that's long gone. Yeah. But I was thinking about as I was driving into school is like, you know, we, he and I talk, he asks a lot of questions about stuff and he's like, Dad, what does this mean or what does that mean? I mean, well, you know, you should, we were talking about finances. And I was like, you should open a Roth IRA or you should do this or you should do that. Everything I told him was probably the right decision for him to make if he were to make it. Mm-hmm. Because I put the word should in front of it. The county commission decided, they checked with a lawyer and said, are we required to do this? And the lawyer said, no, you're not required to do this. So they chose to ignore it. And the fact that they chose to ignore it on something as small as that, although that's not, trivial like it's an important thing to us but the fact they chose to ignore it it pissed me off like if i can't trust you with the little things what makes you think i can trust you with the big things and how do you live in polk county with these people as your and i'm doing air quotes leaders because clearly they're not leaders a leader would not behave that way a leader would have tried to pick the people that met the criteria as per the requirement and i'm not absolving any of them because they all voted to approve the full 10 person board. Go ahead. You want to ask a question? Uh, well, I just want to maybe ask a question from a different angle. If you were given the ability to govern and the public agreed that they were willing to put their money up for conservation, wouldn't it make sense to make sure that the stakeholders involved in the land acquisition from that money? were representative of those people. And if, if you didn't want them to be, why, you know, what is their motivation for not going with the recommendation of how to represent people? That's the question, right? That's the great, the great question. And I'll tell you what I think the answer to that is. So if you look at the resumes of the, cause everyone's, 
it's public record. Mm-hmm. Everyone that applied. Which, full disclosure, my dad applied. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. 40, That's cool. 40 years at DEP doing water. Yeah. Like. He is an expert. In water resource management, I would say he's, and a former co-worker of his that was appointed by four governors, Dr. Rick Garrity, mm-hmm. applied. Dr. Rick Garrity. Yeah. He ran the water management district under four governors and then ran the Hillsborough County Environmental Protection Commission. Oh my gosh. Yeah. These are not, these are not like trivial. Oh, this is a guy whose hobby is looking at water. They're like highly credentialed. I'm a hobbyist when it comes to that stuff. Like I know some things about like nutrients. Mm -hmm. I don't really know things about nutrients. These are. Would you say you're a hobby lobbyist? No. (laughs) Sorry. I would not say that. (laughs) Anyway. But I think when you look at the board and you look at the qualifications of the members that were selected, they're all developers. Well, they're not all developers, but five of the five of the ten that were selected were developers. And so developers are helping to choose the land that is supposed to be saved for conservation. Which then makes you think, are they going to use it to augment developments to where they Hey, I've got this parcel over here I'm going to develop. I'd like to, you know, put a buffer around the edge of it, which mm-hmm. is not the intention of this fund. It's not the intention right. of, the, of the rule. But why pick developers when you have incredibly qualified people to be on the board? One of the requirements of the board, the, the shoulds, was to have a sportsman, right? A sportsman representative yep. from a local sportsman's group is how it's worded. So what that means is you need someone that's a member of Ducks Unlimited, CCA Florida, Delta Waterfowl, whatever. The people they chose don't even have that listed in their applications or resumes. Like there's no representative of sports. It's almost like you had to look to not get one because I know several that applied that had those kind of qualifications on their resumes. Because again, you can go pull public record and see who all applied. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, Super frustrating deal. And I'm frustrated on a couple of reasons. Like one, this was a thing. It's a thing that like when I went to the wildlife corridor summit a year ago, remember I went to Orlando and there was a big, uh, a wildlife corridor summit. Yeah. They talked about local referendums and how important they're going to be to saving the wildlife corridor. And here we are. And I'm like, are we okay with just some days it just being, it is what it is. And I'm not like, that's not the quality of life that I want in my state. And then, and, and so I'm not frustrated like with the wildlife corridor people, but I am wondering like, where are all these people that care about this thing? Like they should be showing up out of the woodwork at this meeting on Tuesday, not 9am to 11am at the Polk County courthouse. If you'd like to come share your opinion, it's not on the agenda, but um, we're going to make it be on the agenda. How you like them apples? I, just gonna I go, like them apples. We're going to go put it into public comment. And I've had a lot of people say, well, why even show up and talk about it? Like, you know that they're not going to change anything. And I'm like. You know, the only thing that's ever changed the world, a small group of concerned, like-minded citizens, right? Small group of concerned citizens. The only thing that's ever changed the world. Margaret, Margaret Mead said that. Yeah. Plus who makes decisions? People that show up. People that show up. And I've never met a commission that wasn't a little bit worried about public perception or anything else. Like yeah. they're all, they're all pretty ego driven. So this was such an arrogant and egregious overstep by the commission that they, they basically said, we're going to ignore the wishes of the voters on this. And in a previous comment, one of the commissioners said, 
we may actually lower the millage rate, which I don't know if that means they're going to take part of the money and use it for something else. I don't know if it just means they're going to lower it and spend less money on conservation funding so that they can let the developers continue to develop more land. Like it seems as though they're behaving as though they have a, a mandate like to just do whatever they want. And as a citizen of this County, that is not okay with me as a citizen of the state of Florida. That's not okay with me. I'm, I'm over it. So if anyone's free Tuesday morning, love to have you join us. Tuesday, the what? Tuesday the 18th from 9 to 11 at the Polk County, uh, it's not the courthouse, it's across the street from the courthouse, County Commission building. Mm-hmm. Um, I've told everybody, I'm like, I'm not available Tuesday. I'm going to be working on that. So hopefully Right to Hunt and Fish doesn't come up for a final vote that day. Although I've got people in Tallahassee that'll be there if it does, but. Yeah. Um, you can't be in you two places be, at once. You can't be everywhere and. Honestly, this county commission needs a hip check. They need a reality check and they need to pay attention to the will of the voters. And just the state, the state in general, like we've got to get past this, you know, pay to play. The rich are the only ones that, uh, no, if, if we're, if we're not going to, if we're not going to push back on that and play the game and hold them accountable, we, you and I should just go ahead and move to Montana. Like you've wanted to for a billion years. Absolutely. Um, people missed you going to Montana, by the way. They did? Yeah, you haven't done a podcast since you went to Montana, since you had Thanksgiving, since you went to duck season. Like, you've missed so many things that you just <laughs> haven't shared with the people. Duck season was so weird this year because, like, Travis was weirdly home more than usual, but also not really because when he's home, he's, like, in it still. It's so weird. I don't, I don't, I like, I would imagine it's, like, wives of people who go on those oil ships and they just disappear for long periods of time and then they come home and they're like tired hey, let me get back <laughs> in your life real quick yeah it's so weird but um after almost 12 years of it it's i finally like i feel like settled into it you just adapt well, i don't like, get angry anymore what's well, like it's like um our friend tyler that plays baseball yeah like tyler leaves and goes and plays baseball and disappears for However long. I'm sure his family sees him periodically in there, but, um, which I feel like women, if you're listening and you have hunters like that, you're married to the quicker you can just accept it for what it is. It makes everything better. Cause when you settle down, your kids settle down, your dogs settle down. Like you just got to simmer it down and everyone relaxes a little bit. That's at least that's my experience. I know you're looking at me like you've not simmered down at all, but trust me, I have. You have. You're way mellower than you used to be. Oh my God. So much mellower. Just in life in general. Yeah. Yes. The other day, this is a funny story. The other day I was like, after work, I went and laid on the couch in the living room because I was tired and Will walked in and he's like, oh my God, are you all right? And I was like, I'm fine. And he's like, I've never seen you in my life lay on the couch (laughs) one time. He thought I was dying. He thought you were done. Yeah. Will, formerly the two-minute Will, he's washing dishes at a local pizza establishment. Hell yeah, he is. I'm so proud. What a awful, fantastic first job. It's perfect. It is perfect. Like, you got to start somewhere, right? Absolutely. There's nowhere to go but up. So (laughs) (laughs) You got that right. What else is cooking? Anything else we need to let anybody know about? Are you back now, or is this just like a a drop-in? 
I don't manage the podcast, yeah. so I'm here whenever you ask me to be. Oh, you know what we didn't tell people about? What? What did you see a preview for today? Oh my gosh, the All Florida website. Okay, if you're new here, sorry. <laughs> yeah, well, if you're new, why are you listening to no. this at this point? Um, so Travis launched an, a nonprofit called All Florida uh, for conservation, and we have been working on that for a while, but um, our good friends at Two Fish Creative. Two Fish, I always call it Blue Fish Creative. It's Two Fish Creative. Uh, Carrie Bible have helped us build a website, and I got to see the preview today, one of the final walkthroughs of the design and it is so beautiful it's sick it's so cool like and and kudos to them like the detail the analysis the conversations that went into how this website was going to look and feel you can tell that they are like yeah, good so, at what they do and proud of what they so do So one of the premises of all florida is like obviously i'm a sportsman but we don't want to be a sportsman's organization we want to be a conservation organization but to me, a conservation organization can work on sportsmen's issues because they're part of conservation. But like we just talked about at the top of the show, like sportsmen bring in yeah. conservation funding just like other stakeholders. So it's exactly right. So um, what was interesting is like one of the developers he's got working on it is not a hunter or fisherman, but is an outdoors person, likes to hike, likes to kayak and that kind of stuff. And he was telling us, he was like, I really tried to capture the personality with this font. And I chose this font because it's the font that National Geographic's font is based off of. And it's got some prestige and it's got some class, but it's also a little bit rowdy. And I'm like, dude, that's an S. But he's <laughs> right. He's exactly right. When you look at the font, you're like, you see everything he's talking about in it. And it's like, wow, the detail in the... Yeah, anyway. I love that too because like all of that, you feel it when you see the website and you don't necessarily know that you're feeling it, but you feel it, mm -hmm. you know? Whereas I would just like slap up a WordPress site with a Well, that's whatever. what's been up for Papyrus a year font. now yeah. is a WordPress site with a, with a, with a regular old font. <laughs> Comic <And> Sans. <laughs> like this guy, this, these, these, this team, it's not just one guy yeah. here. This team has devoted like so much to it. And so... We'll still, we've still got a few weeks because like he's building out other pages that look like that page. Yeah, and, but we have the look feel. And um, I'll say Alex Sturgill, who some of the podcast folks may know, R.C. Gilliland, who some of the podcast folks may, may know, and Mike Martin, who hopefully everyone in the podcast knows, have all let us use their photography. So like we have this really rich base of photography that we're able to use to I, I don't know I'm I'm thrilled about it. and my favorite part was a statistic like I don't want to spoil it but like as you're scrolling down the page like we've got some infographics and stuff on it mm -hmm. and there's like this statistic that will take your breath away about how much of Florida has developed yeah and it just when you see it it's stark and it stands out and like I didn't tell them to put that in there they went and found that on their own and yeah. built it out and it's just super impactful oh, I'm excited about it I'm really excited about it so yeah Got high hopes for that. Got high hopes for all Florida. Um, and uh, But I was excited to see that. I was, I was excited you got to see it today because we've been working on it hard. We have. Yeah, hard. you have. Yeah. So really, really quick, though, like if you're if you're new, um, that's that's the new business, all Florida. I'm sorry. It's not a business. It's a nonprofit. The new nonprofit, all Florida for conservation. This is the Cast and Blast Florida podcast. And, you know, Travis was talking about the referendum he's going to be at next Tuesday and some other stuff. Um the constitutional amendment that he's been working on 
We will have that information on the new All Florida site, but today, if you want to find out more, you can go to Facebook and look for Cast and Blast Florida, the group. Yep. It literally has the words, the group, and like join that, and there's a lot of fun people there, but we also often post about how you can get involved um, and show up and, and like be the change you want to see in the world, so... And that group is pretty hunting and fishing focused, which this podcast has always been kind of hunting and fishing po- focused. Yeah. Um, and over time we will, we've already recorded some of them, but we'll do an all Florida podcast that will be, you know, more conservation focused. And so some of the heavier stuff that I talk about, hopefully will shift there more. And some of what we talk about, we'll get back to more, some of the fun stuff that we've always done. You yeah. Know? The snake drafts of fishing lures or, yeah whatever of, else of emily's um shenanigans yeah anyway so my screensaver came on and now now i don't know what's happening on my screen it won't go off um thank you for coming back and dropping in to do a podcast i'm sure everyone will be thrilled to hear from you thanks for having me um good luck for you with taylor allison swift, swift. <laughs> may the odds be ever in your favor yeah i hope she hits on me i'd be fine if she hits on you yeah, whatever. Like, whatever. Whatever. 2023, we'll roll with it. We'll figure it out. That's right. Um, but hopefully we'll have good weather and we can report back and, and it'll be thrilling for everyone involved. Hopefully we can actually hear after that show's over. What? <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. All right. Do you remember how to wrap up the show? I do. Stay woke. Stay woke. Stay woke.